Hello and welcome to another episode of the Black Business Psychology Networks podcast. I am your host, Dr. Grace Mansarusu, and this week's episode is some is an episode that I've been really looking forward to, and I'm really happy to share it with everybody. Um, it features a good friend of mine who we're childhood friends, but we have not actually seen each other for years and years. Her name is Mummy Blue, which is her kind of writing name, um, and she actually before she she's just released a book well she released a book last year called Bad Love um, and the link to her book is down below it's a fiction book about kind of modern relationships and it's fantastic I've read it before I read it when it came out last year Um, but she actually did an undergraduate in psychology at Bangor University in North Wales and then a few I think it was a year or two later she then embarked on a postgraduate diploma um, slash masters in psychotherapy and counselling so if you want to hear two friends catching up online um, as well as hearing about her career journey from undergraduate psychology well from school to undergraduate psychology to a postgraduate diploma and all the while she was writing and experimenting with poetry and fiction and non-fiction please stay tuned because it truly is a fascinating episode and you learn a lot about how the skills you learn from a psychology degree can help you basically to do anything. That's the whole theme of this podcast series um, over the last year that you've been listening, is that a psychology degree doesn't mean that you have to be a psychologist, quote unquote. You can actually apply those skills to any profession, any hobby or anything that you want to do. Throughout the episode, we talk about uh, there's a lot of acronyms so we speak about the BPS or the British Psychological Society we also talk about the UKCP because Mummy's course her counselling course was accredited by the UKCP who are the acronym means the UK Council for Psychotherapy other courses uh, for psychotherapy and counselling there's another professional body called the BACP or the British Association for Counseling and Psychotherapy. Um, and then we also speak about our undergraduate courses and, and the shock of doing a BSc, so a Bachelor of Science, which has much more emphasis on um, kind of scientific methods such as quantitative data collection, the kind of medical model around mental disorders and mental conditions or um, mental health conditions. Um, as well, whereas a BA focuses much more on the arts, much more on qualitative kind of um, analysis and data entry and data collection using like more interviews and ethnography and lots of different things. So if you want to listen, like I said, to this really great episode, please continue to listen and thank you for supporting. It'd be great if you could subscribe to this um podcast as well so we can feature more on the podcast players as well take care and stay tuned hello and welcome to another episode of the black business psychology networks podcast today we have somebody who has studied psychology has done a postgraduate in psychotherapy and counseling but has taken a twist a career twist i wouldn't even call it a career turn i'll call it a career twist um and i'm gonna let her introduce herself and say what she does currently um so hello <laughs> hi <laughs> hi uh thanks for having me uh i am mame blue um i am an author 
uh, of a debut novel called Bad Love. I'm supposed to be better at promoting myself, but I'm not. That's a <laughs> really good start of promoting yourself. Yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> great. Uh, <laughs> I also, uh, we, uh, can I say how we know each other? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, we, gosh, we've known each other since we were very little. <laughs> yeah. Um, long time ago. Uh, and my name is Olivia, but I write as Marme Blue. So just in case, at some point, Grace won't call me Olivia. I will do that by accident. That's okay. That's people do it all the time. Um, yeah, but that's it. That's me. Brilliant. Thank you so much. And yeah, we've known each other. I reckon what we're like nine or ten. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like that feels accurate. Yeah, around that time. So it's been mm. a long time. We're not going to reveal our ages we, here. It's fine. No. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> a long, long, long time. So. And it's so funny because we lost touch and then mm. we kind of got back in touch. And then by that time, we were both either had finished our undergrads in psychology um, that we didn't know that each other was doing. Yes. So, yeah, it's, there's so many similarities <laughs> by accident between yeah. the both of us. So, yeah, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I'm very, very excited because, oh. again, I say this with every podcast guest. But mm. I just find people's career journeys and stories really fascinating. And yours was definitely one person. I was like, when can I ask her? <laughs> I wait until her book is released. The people can buy it. Um, I've read the book. And I, again, I'm going to probably fangirl all the way through to make people buy it. But it's a fantastic book. I've already told like many friends and like many friends have got it. Like one person bought it. And I was like, oh, OK. I'm not sure if she's read it yet. I'm going to have it. Um, but it's a fantastic fiction book amazing if you need something to read the link will be in the description area um okay so mommy how and this question again I'm going to try and break it down so you're an author yeah so we know you're an author and then we know you did an undergraduate degree in psychology and a postgrad in therapy yeah so how did you get from (laughs) let's say secondary school yeah to here (laughs) Just, uh, like I said, we don't have much time, so I <laughs> no, um, I bullet points. Uh, okay, so, well, I always, I always wanted to be a writer. Like, that's right. not a new thing. It has always been a thing that I had wanted. And I was always writing stories and writing stories for my friends and putting them in the stories and, you know, all of that. Um, or writing poetry, bad, bad poetry. Um, I remember the poetry. That's <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so I've always wanted to do it, but I have also always been interested in people. And I just remember uh, being at school, secondary school, and a friend, and I must have been, I must have been in like year seven or year eight or something. And a friend of mine at the time, I was very much like a mediator between all my friends always that person that's in between like the go between you want to tell someone you've got a crush that's me I tell them or like let me take this message here or do this wow. thing some nonsense um and she was like oh you're really good at like you know making people feel better like you should be a therapist like that's what I remember this conversation that we had when we were very young and I was like okay it's very dumb uh and that was it that's my origin story I'm joking <laughs> well that's the earliest that's the earliest conversation I can remember um where I was like oh that's an option and also I, you know, come from a Ghanaian background and a uh, writer was not seen as a very mm. um, um, legitimate <laughs> uh, career. Um, I was not encouraged to do that. I was yeah. encouraged to get a quote unquote proper job. Um, <laughs> so I kind of diverted into like psychology and found actually, I, yeah, like I said, I have a real big interest in people and yeah. 
relationships and all that stuff so it, it kind of I just kind of started following that path and I had a very <laughs> early idea of like I want to be a, psych- a psychiatrist to the oh, stars right. no, <laughs> to the stars to the stars. <laughs> <laughs> specific part of it like yeah you know, all the famous people telling you the secrets what a great job um uh and of course um then I realized how long it takes to be a psychiatrist yeah. and I was like yeah no that's I'm not gonna do that my grades mm. aren't good enough for that um yeah and then I just ended up following the path of psychology like I really enjoyed it when I did it at uh, sixth form uh-huh. um and and I had a really good teacher mm-hmm. and and English I was also like it was kind of they were two competing things English which I was really good right. at right so you I did really them both at A level I did yes I did yes I did them both at A level but I had in in secondary school I had a really good English literature teacher and so I right. did really well but then by the time I got to sixth form my English literature teacher was just he wasn't good <laughs> I'll just say it he was not great and I didn't find him very supportive at all and I did probably the worst I've ever done in English um Whoa. and I passed and it was fine but it wasn't it wasn't I was disappointed with my yeah. and so I, I kind of thought I kept going on the psychology track instead and then I ended up at Bangor University in North Wales, the yeah. furthest away anyone could possibly get. I yeah, and I grew up in London, so that's how far away I went. Um. And, and, and North Wales is like very different from South Wales. Very. So different. yeah, how how did you find? I mean, you know what? It's funny when I we went. I went to visit it before I actually decided. Oh yeah, I'm going to choose this as one of my options. And I just liked the feel. I don't know why. I just got mm. sense of it. I do have that I get sense of certain places and yeah. like, I feel like for some reason I like this place even though it was the opposite of London like it's mm. a small town like you could walk across the town right. technically it's a city or whatever but <laughs> you could walk across it in 30 minutes okay um, that's useful for a student because at least yeah. you have to pay for um, cabs exactly exactly I walked everywhere um there's many hills it's very you know it's right. mostly uphill right. um but it was also this cute little dinky town, cheap as to yeah. live, yeah. Uh, and it was a, and it was like eighty percent university students. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it was very very university town kind of place, and and also I wanted to go somewhere that was completely different. To, yeah, you know, I, I was of that idea that London was the center of the universe until I went to university and I was told that that's not true so yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting because you clearly tested that narrative by moving to like a really alien <laughs> environment because a lot of diehard Londoners who were like London is the center of the universe would probably go somewhere like maybe Loughborough yeah maybe Coventry maybe mm-hmm. Birmingham like another big city yeah, but you yeah. really went some the other way <laughs> just the opposite um I don't know why yes I guess I, I wanted I like a challenge uh yeah. and it was you know I had a, a pretty good experience I think in hindsight I look back on it and I'm like wow I was surrounded by a lot of upper middle class white people. Mm. <laughs> and I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. Uh, because I, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Uh, but it's only in hindsight, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I was at university with people who had like horses and yeah. paddocks and I was gonna say about horses. And, yeah, like all that stuff. And it was just like normal, like thrown into conversation. And I was like, sure, okay. Um, and I just assumed this was everyone's university experience, but it turns out it's not. Um well, I say all that, I, I, you know, I, I, I had a, I didn't have a bad experience. The course itself was a lot more science focused than yeah. I was <laughs> doing. Yeah, exactly. It was a BSC, yeah. everyone. Um, 
and it and so it was kind of it was most of the elements of psychology I was not a fan of. <laughs> um a very like quantitative very uh, all of that like and, but there were lots of things I learned from it that have now massively helped me in my okay. kind of career life like because it was so science heavy it was very like research focused yeah very much research skills and this is how you do this and this is how you do that so I learned a really good way to do research in a quick and like thorough way that I then took into jobs when I left that I didn't even realize I had picked up Right, as right. a skill yeah. I remember thinking leaving being like oh, I never have to do that again <laughs> yeah never have to use SPSS again right oh my goodness uh SPSS a trauma on its own yeah exactly I had no no some people love it and I was like I hate this so much I just want to work with people what is mm. this um so yeah it wasn't all everything I hoped it would dream and hoped yeah. dreamed it would be but uh the experience I really, I really, yeah, I really enjoyed the experience. I'm really, really glad I went that far. I went mm. to somewhere that was just completely different. Yeah. Met different people and learned about myself and all of those things. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting that you highlighted, like, how, how different the course was mm. to what you thought it, was, it would be. And there's so many, like, parallels with other... I don't know. I don't know. Because you did A-level psychology too, so... Yeah there was an emphasis on the science side but it was it was kind of like glossed over I don't know I felt like it was because I did the same thing I did a BSc and I was like what is happening so the (laughs) first year and a half I didn't know what was happening really yeah at least maybe it was two years um I was so confused um (laughs) so maybe there's a piece about preparing pre pre pre-university students I I think so like I think definitely like I think yes there were the quantitative elements at a level but yeah. But yeah, it wasn't the main the mo the main piece of it of the psychology that my level of course was it was about yeah, it was all about the people, it was all about um like addiction and like yeah. uh, personality traits and you know, it was a lot of that, wasn't it? And it was a lot of uh like uh personality disorders, stuff like so yeah. a lot of very like deep focused, much more psychotherapy like stuff there that I thought, oh, I'm gonna get societal stuff so I was like oh great this is gonna be and it was (laughs) nothing like that oh I think there was a level of preparation that would have really done in being like if you go to this university they have psychology as a BSc it's gonna be like this if you go here they have it as a BA it's gonna be like this yeah uh, I actually recently spoke to somebody who's did a B I think it was a BA but it was still Mm. accredited by the BPS but it sounded lit and I was so jealous I was like why did I not know about this course like 15 years ago it was (laughs) I think she said I think it might have been a like University of Sussex or Brighton Mm. I can't remember to find out but it sounded amazing but it was the the important thing here is like research your undergraduate guys (laughs) if you want to do psychology um and you have strengths in certain areas so if you come from a bit more of an arts background you could do a BA which is a Bachelor of Arts so there's less emphasis on like statistics or be less emphasis on research so much I mean there's still research but it'll be more qualitative um yes but if you want to take your psychology further it's also important that your undergraduate degree is accredited by the British Psychological Society so there are BA courses that are there's a whole list I'll put in the thingy um, where you can check your course or check the courses and it just tells you which ones are accredited and which most of them are to be honest yeah but that's a good yeah exactly but that's and I, again like exactly it's like one of those things in hindsight you're like man I wish I'd <laughs> I wish I'd know that uh and known that that was an option I think yeah. yeah and I think then 
I think a part of that was then I kind of I felt like I mean I graduated and just <laughs> the justice is an exaggeration but I graduated mm. but I didn't get the mark that I would I wanted mm. um but I didn't get the mark that I wanted because I only enjoyed like 50% of it yeah. I realized I realized you know um and I'm very much a, I was very much academically motivated by things I like yeah. <laughs> if I don't like something I'm just not going to be good at it like it's <laughs> or it I takes too much effort yeah. yeah it takes too much effort like way too like you know whereas if I like it I'm going to work hard yeah and I think I just yeah I got caught up in that and then it, I just had this kind of like oh no what am I going to do with my life now <laughs> you know and like oh the world's ended um and I I took a break and I I went to so, so while my or some of my friends were going on to do like postgrads mm. I was like well I don't know what I want to do I, don't, I can't get onto the course I want to get onto which I think at the time I wanted to do like counseling psychology oh okay um, but yeah. I then didn't have the grades and I would have to do some kind of bridge thing and I just oh, I, was, I had no energy by that time so I left I went to America for yeah. like mm, almost a year but actually mm, probably ended up being like half a year in the end um yeah where my father uh, lives and I just <laughs> they, I was like I'm gonna go there and I'm like waitress turns out you can't waitress you don't have skills uh so they, they don't even get what you can't you can't like you know what I mean like I think I was you know you have, of the impression of like I always wanted to be like a barista like yeah. that, anyway if any young people like listening if you work in one if you work in retail or yeah. you know if your part-time job is in retail or your part-time job is in a cafe or a restaurant or something yeah I promise you this is a very key skill because if you want to one not only does it teach you like management yeah. and organization you know all this yeah much better than me but also if you then want to travel or something yeah I mean these times aside <laughs> at yeah. some point we'll be able to travel again I promise if you do that's like a great job to bet if you have those skills already you can pick up work wherever you yeah, go yeah you're right it's such I feel and I felt like as somebody who's traveled quite a lot I always wished I had that skill and I was like I just don't I know how to drink coffee I can't serve it I'm just useless to be fair um, barista is not easy it's not I don't not, know also if I not an easy job no. I don't because you don't just have to know all the drinks and pour the drinks mm. and you also have to deal with the customers exactly. and you know the like the barista art yes the, the I latte don't. art that is not a, <laughs> I already know that is not a skill I possess yeah no I, I'm a coffee snob as well so I could tell the difference like so if one person's made it and then it's other, I go to the same place and a different person make it I'm like no oh, that other the other one is better even though it's the same ingredients but it was it made was different just different but anyway um yeah and then I took a break mm -hmm. and then I ended up doing I did like a uh it was like a college further education like yeah. intro to counseling yeah the um, is it like it's not a certificate it's like a level two isn't it yeah it's like a level yeah. two and I thought oh I want to do this let's see if I actually really want to do this yeah. Yeah. and so it was a very intro like yeah in a higher education college yeah. like adult college kind of thing yeah. and it was great and it was really it's such a good just like intro to things like very light touch this is kind of what a counseling course was these are the little bits and pieces you might learn if you decide yeah. to carry on yeah and that for me like kind of cinched it and I decided to apply for like psychotherapy and counseling Really? um postgrad and yeah. had to and saved up a lot of money because yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's not cheap you, there's no funding for it nope no 
unless you're yeah unless you're doing counseling psychology and that's and you've taken that route potentially there might be funding but there's no funding but unless that's changed right okay so that's the same then (laughs) the the last many years the doctorate for counseling psychology is self-funded you can get now the difference is you can get a postgraduate you know the student loans company oh like okay you can get we had you can use it to pay for masters and and doctorates now oh well okay well but that's only from 2018 wow (laughs) okay well yeah so (laughs) it's not externally funded like clinical (laughs) is by the nhs and educational is by the department for education those are the other only psychology routes that are funded wow and then the rest you just have to pay even even forensic there i was thinking it had changed no Mm, nope (laughs) yeah well still expensive so that yeah so it was i saved up a lot and i was working um like i i have done a lot of like admin it's always been in the same sector like public health yeah. charity sector work so yeah. admin like project management yeah. and the whole time throughout this time I'm always writing I just right. wasn't doing anything with it I was I had a blog yeah <laughs> a secret blog that was like a poetry yeah the, the first time I ever put anything out was on like tumblr on the tumblr blog don't um, block tumblr I still I have know. a tumblr blog man Listen. I love it oh RIP tumblr it's not what it used to be no uh, <laughs> I, I still use it though I like it it's the best place for like an angsty team um <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was like the first platform where I was like well, let me just put some stuff out see what strangers think um and I just and I got into the habit of doing it and just like writing poetry and then putting it out but I was doing all of that on the side um while I was working like full-time jobs and then also working part-time so that I could study part-time and become a psychotherapist <laughs> yeah so that's so how did I get here? Um, so, <laughs> so then, mm-hmm. yeah, so I basically, the training was about three years. Three years oh, part-time. Oh, right. So yours was three years part-time. Okay. Yes. Uh, and it was, and within that you're doing, you're doing the going in, like, I think I was going in like twice a week or something uh-huh. for lectures. Yeah. And then I was also uh, seeing clients as a trainee therapist. I was going to say, like, um, yes. was yours accredited by either the UKCP or it was the UKCP was it UKCP whoa yeah yeah that's a hard one so how many hours did you have to get of practice before you were qualified for that I technically well (laughs) so technically so after the three years yeah to actually finish graduate from the masters yeah you had to have 300 hours 300 okay yeah that's UKCP it's a more yeah and then to actually be qualified as like an accredited yeah psychotherapist you had to have 500 hours so yeah UKCP Mm. there it's a lot right because a lot it's very big yeah um, and that's with the 300 hours that you did during the three years as well yeah yeah it's a lot that's all free Work. that's all for oh yeah Un- unpaid trainee volunteer therapist you do not get paid for that because <laughs> i've just completed yeah. a bacp one so it's basically the same oh, okay, but great. slightly shorter so yeah two years like, postgrad diploma, yeah and then within for bacp to like be able to practice and mm. during the course it's 100 hours okay um, okay and then for their accreditation it's 400 450 Right. So it's not that, far off yeah. the UKCP, but um, but there's an these... element of being able to actually be paid earlier, like start earning an actual uh, salary earlier on yeah. than UKCP registered. Yeah. 
yeah but you could i mean while you're on that course like you could also register as a ba for under the bacp as well oh brilliant the course itself was accredited by the ukcp oh. but bacp recognized it um oh right so you could if you wanted to you could you could still register that way and they did encourage people to do that but they were like but they were also <laughs> you know some of the the lecturers are like purists they were like you know but ukcp let's wait keep doing the who's got time for that man that's three years without <laughs> any money like it's ridiculous well, and i would say i was one of the youngest people on the course i think it was yeah. me and another woman um we were both i guess how old was i 23 mm. i was 23 she was 22 um mm. yeah and everyone and then there was like a the next person up was probably about 10 years older than me. Yeah, that's exactly what my course was like. <laughs> so the youngest person was like 24. That's and the rest it. of us were like, oh, <laughs> yeah. like grannies. Exactly, you know, that's how, and, and everyone else, and I think the oldest person was probably in his like 60s. Yeah. And it was very much people who had already had careers yeah. in other things, and then they had decided to become a therapist, yeah. um, which is very common. And yeah. yes, uh, most of them are white. Yeah, I, and I say most, but like, and um, I'd say like ten percent of us were not white. Okay. <laughs> um, that's quite a high proportion. That. Yes, high and proportion. We, but you know, and I think we started with like about thirty people okay. yeah. in my cohort, my year. It's like a small, you know, cohort. Well, this is average for the masters. Yeah. yeah. By the end of the third year, there were six of us. Why six? Everyone yeah. dropped off. Sorry, I'm a, I'm that's, that's not good. It's it's you know what, it's not for the faint-hearted. I tell you because it's also uh, the first year mm. is very much obviously like a uh, if I'm trying to I'm trying to remember now rack my brain. You know, introduction. It's very the first year is very it's light, light. very light. It's very um what did we do like Carl Rogers yeah, uh, yeah person-centered. So that's like very easy way into counselling and yeah. you're kind of not as, yeah, you just, you're more like a bit of a sounding board than anything else. Like you don't give too much of yourself and it's a good entryway in. And then the yeah. second year is all philosophy. Like, yeah, I'm talking like <laughs> Immanuel Kant wow. and like Kierkegaard and yeah. literally it's philosophy. Like right. it's, 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 it's a, can I swear on this podcast? <laughs> it's a head fuck. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the whole the whole three years would have been, but that year, that second yeah, year. Yeah, it takes like a left right. and you, and it's kind of like makes you question literally. They, they used to say, and they, they told you this at the beginning, but you don't really understand it until you get to the end. Or you make yeah. it if you make it to the end, which is like, we are going to break down every single part of who you are. Yeah. And who you think you are and who you think you are with other people. And it's going to kind of break you down. And then we're going to build you back up <laughs> to become the, a better, kind of more streamlined version of whoever you're supposed to be. And obviously, I think it creates good therapists in the end, yeah. if you can stand it. Yeah. <laughs> because obviously, the point of that is so then you don't get your stuff mixed up with the client stuff. Exactly. You know yourself yeah, so well. Yeah. And I knew so many people who had, who went into the courses in marriages and left outside and left out of them. Listen. <laughs> So my course was my cohort. Mm. Everyone's still in the relationship. I pretty much, pretty much. But like one person did say to me, she said, 
I mean, we all notice that our relationships and how we kind of interact with our yes. friends and family totally changed. So, yes. <laughs> there's there's now times where boundaries are being put in place where the, there were no boundaries before. There's yep. people saying things that's very therapized. Like, yeah, yeah. What, what have I said before? But I'm like, why am I talking like this? <laughs> it's like, oh, stop, stop policing this. Or like, oh. stop overstepping my boundaries <laughs> I love that like, why am I saying this to like my auntie like, oh, no. she doesn't know what I'm talking about just that, rude. that is it exactly you start putting boundaries in place and you yeah. start questioning like am I the best version of myself in this relationship or are there things that it's just like it's on purpose but it, and it, I think it's it's I also I mean I had my uh instead of having I was in I wasn't in a relationship when I went into it I had I had a very close friendship that was actually quite toxic and I knew that it was toxic but I didn't have the words for it until I started yeah and then it it broke down and it became and I remember the last conversation we had uh, it it ended very badly (laughs) I'm not proud of it but it it had to end it just didn't need to end like this but this is how it it came it just yeah and I just remember the last conversation we had they said to me I've been waiting for you to change back to who you were before. Ain't gonna happen. The, 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 the box has been open now. <laughs> yeah. Put it back in. And that's it. And that is what happens. You, yeah. the, you more often than not, um, you're going through this course. And if you're in a relationship or you're, well, not even in a relationship, just people that, that know you, yeah. like see you changing. And the thing is, you're, they're not changing. So it seems like you're, I'm not even changing. Let's say you're just getting to know yourself better. You're just yeah. putting out boundaries. You're just asking for more for yourself. But all they see is you changing. Yeah. And it can and either it comes to the point where they respect your boundaries or it's or it's time to break off. <laughs> yeah. So they they break you down and then they build you back up. Um and that's why there are only six people at the end of it. Yeah, it, yeah, it's not for the faint-hearted. And I it was one of the best things I've ever done. Yeah. Like I know I'm making it sound <laughs> But it was, it was equally, like, there were points where I wanted to quit, um, but I didn't, and I had a really good therapist, and I had a really great supervisor, and I had really good, I had this amazing placement that I was with for basically the duration of my... Really? That's, I was going to ask about, I was going to ask about if your course had a requirement that you did personal therapy, because some of them don't. Yes, so this course definitely, yes, it was a requirement. You had to log those hours as well. (laughs) After the end of the year, your therapist had to sign off to say that you had attended X amount. UKCP, wow, (laughs) they really they really want you to have no money or like be really unsure of money. Um, but to be like the most self-aware person that ever walked the earth. they want you to have no money, yeah. Um it's you know, that's like with stipends, like it was And so I was, like I said, I was working. So, I mean, and, and again, a lot of these people who were on it, who were much older than me also, yes, they had careers. And they also then had like money saved. They and, had savings. You know, they had, and they husbands had and wives. Big, and partners and wealthy. And there was one guy on my course who, his previous work had been like, uh, like a kind of uh, manager of a, like yeah. a addiction place, let's say. Oh, okay. Been behind his admin and he managed to get his placement there. And they even and then they paid him. They paid him. Like he got around it that way, kind of thing. Yeah. So he is at least still making money. Um, but for the rest of us, it was all voluntary. And you know, I didn't. But I loved it so much. It wasn't. Yeah. It didn't feel like a. 
I'm not saying this is good, I'm just, <laughs> but I, the only reason I didn't stop is because I loved it so much. So yeah, and it didn't I mean? feel like you were, it sounds like you didn't feel like you were being ex- exploited. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. And I think one of the main things is that was my placement. I was yeah. with this um, organisation that works with, uh, that provides long-term, very low-cost therapy to uh, survivors of sexual abuse. Was it called? Was it called like one two, in four? One in four. Yeah, I've heard. Um, yeah, they're really amazing, and they. But they would they would run like this incredible like training programs every. I think it was, it's either like once a quarter or once every couple of months, something like that. Yeah. All, all of their everyone was a volunteer, including the director. Like right. I think she took a very small salary at the time, anyway, and. But they ran these, um, yeah, they ran these uh, training sessions and like their group supervisor was also amazing. And so you kind mm. of had, I felt very supportive. Mm. Even though as a volunteer, I was getting, they were giving you the most that you could get out of it because really? they was like, we're not paying you, but equally, we get, this is very difficult work. Here is the most support we can give. Like it was, I felt like I, I knew in comparison to other people, I'd lucked out with a yeah like that even though again there was no there was no pay <laughs> no pay but some yeah. of them on top of that make you pay for your supervision oh listen <laughs> and no and you. that's well that's it that they did and the placement didn't so they, at least there was that mm. I didn't pay for that or anything there was no I wasn't paying anything there but yeah. the but I did have to pay for my own personal supervisor and therapist so, oh, so, so you had supervision on so placement a, but you had individual. to pay so I had an individual supervisor. Yeah. I had my own personal therapist. Yeah. And then with the placement, I had a group supervisor. Oh, right. But I don't, I didn't pay for anything yeah. to do with the placement. Yeah. yeah. It was just for the, my own personal supervisor and, and therapist. That was like requirement, required pay. Exactly. So it's like paying for therapy twice. <laughs> the amount. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was expensive. I think, uh, I think in the last year, I, I think I got, and I don't know if they still do them, but I think I got a career development loan. Oh, yeah, they don't do them anymore. They've replaced yeah, them with the student loans. Yeah, I thought so. That's but, yeah, it. You, can, you can get that. But the, student, that. the yeah. student loan is only for people who do, you can't get it for a postgraduate diploma. You can get it for a mm, master's. That's it, yeah. So my course was that you did two years of postgraduate diploma. If you wanted to top it up for the master's, you do an extra year of research. Right. And okay. that's when it's eligible for student for the original student loan but if you oh, do yeah. post-grad dip then you, you don't get the money somehow wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah go all the way but spend my money it's oh yeah. yeah well this was yeah this was just the one year I did that and right okay kind that's of a, good but it was it was kind of like a very good interest rate and it was what well, was yeah. very low at the way for the time that I did it um yeah. it was a massive help um yeah. Cheers, yeah but that was that's what it took it was honestly there were times where like when I look back and I think how did I eat like because <laughs> I was I wasn't living at home like I, yeah, was, I was thinking that you were, you were out yeah I was in a chair I think I just didn't go out I don't think I'm pretty sure I had no social life for three uh, years that's so sad I just I know it was sad it was sad for me uh but I also you know I was like yeah I was just it was just not love money <laughs> But somehow I survived. Like I don't, I don't know how, but I, I think I, I did it. Um, and I was, and like I said, I was glad I did it. And then as yeah. soon as I was done, I went full time at whatever work I was doing. Right, Because right. um, you, you know, need to, like to I, get that money back. I mean, yeah, exactly. I at least had that. Like I had employment throughout, so I was right. kind of. That was the only way I would have been able to do it. To be fair, and then, 
yeah, I guess I just kind of finished and I, that was three years and then I kept doing it for another two years, but I didn't, that was, I just stayed with the placement. I didn't, um, I didn't, so you, you I didn't You were not charge it? Were you, were you no. getting paid? No, because I tried to, I was working towards my uh, accreditation. Because yeah, I have 300 hours. I know, I have 300 hours with a university, with the, for yeah. the most, and then I needed another 200 hours. So I basically did another two years. Um, but I also had, a, I, by that time I had a full-time job. So I was seeing clients at the weekend <laughs> and then I was working. And you know what? I for couldn't, free, for free, for free. I can't, for I free. can't. It was for free. No, and no. It's, it's, you know, I don't recommend it. Uh, but I think at the time, because I was then making good money mm. for, for that time, uh, for whatever the age I was at the time, and I, and I had an income, I yeah. think I didn't, again, I think I was like, oh, I'm working towards getting to this 500 thing to have accreditation because finding work is, at that time, looking for any kind of paid job for yeah. a therapist was, you need, you don't have enough hours. <laughs> so, da da da, unless you want to work for yourself and yeah, you have to hire a room and that's costs money. So it's kind of, I was like, oh, I'll just wait. But actually, I think what was happening was really, I think I was getting ready to leave. Um, I just didn't realize it at the time. <laughs> yeah. And I, like I said, this whole time, throughout that entire time, I was writing. And I think I had a blog that I had, that, you know, I hadn't started the blog yet. And they basically got to like the two years point, And I decided, I realized I was basically burnt out and I needed to take a yeah. break. Um, and they encouraged, and my, and my placement had been, my supervisor, group supervisor, my supervisor had been like, I think maybe it's time to take a break. Um, and I, you know, I had to, and I ended up doing that. And then I never went back. Like I, I said, I come take a break. And then I, as soon as I, as soon as I stopped, I was writing every day. <laughs> Suddenly it was just like, that's all I was doing. Um, in addition to my actual job of nine to five. <laughs> you just replaced the therapy with the writing. Immediately, like suddenly I was writing all the time and I was like, oh, okay, this is, oh. And yeah, I don't know, it helped me like find my voice a bit more. Mm. Obviously I had a better understanding of people yeah. and it kind of helped me shape characters. Yeah. And then I think maybe a couple of years after that, I had the idea for Bad Love, um, not as a, I wasn't thinking of it be a book. I just thought, oh, I have this idea for a story and I kind of want to write it and let's see how it goes. And it ended up becoming a book. Wow. And then... What, so what happened? Well, you just kept writing it and then it was like, oh, I've got loads of pages now. I mean, basically, it was kind of like... It I sounds lame, but it kind of like... It got to a point where it was writing itself. Like, yeah, I think yeah. when you're... Well, I know I've heard other writers say this, but for me, like, if I'm writing a story and it's kind of... It goes where it wants to go. And either it's going to carry on. All these new characters like jumped out and it started to take shape into something bigger than I thought it was going to be. It kind of just took its own <laughs> its own journey, yeah. really. Um, so it's really yeah. organic, like you didn't plan. It was, it I didn't, no. I just thought I want to write this. I want to write the story about this relationship and about relationships yeah. in general and especially like ones in your 20s and yeah like what that's like and, and get into it a bit you know like I love all that stuff like that complicated relationship stuff and then I ended up and yeah it just it just kept going <laughs> so can, yeah. I, can I just backtrack slightly just yes, before go, the book <laughs> so 
did you ever finish did you ever like get the accreditation hours because I'm like I'm invested now I'm like I need to get that paper I know I applied I finished everything Mm. I got to my 500 whatevers yeah oh man did I do it (laughs) can you please find it from somewhere because I don't know why I feel like even if it's just for me can you just I wonder actually I wonder if I I got all the hours yeah uh I think I did I think I just had to I must have because I'm not trying to. That's terrible, isn't it? I can't remember. No, I, no, it I, means it doesn't. It, you, you just needed it to get it. It feels like you needed to kind of get it done for yourself, yeah. and then you could put it Basically, down. Yes, because actually, I should say I finished and I did get there. And I actually, in the midst of that, there wasn't like nothing. What I did a um, a graduate certificate in uh, was it psychosocial studies? Right. Very random. At like Birkbeck, yeah, yeah, the evening, of course, the evening university, evening university. I did that for like a a year afterwards, um, because I it was funny because I so basically because I I finished and I something I was like maybe I want to carry on studying like I thought or maybe I want to you missed it maybe that's what I want yeah Yeah. like I think I wasn't super ready to leave it and I was still interested in the research and actually so my dissertation the yeah. topic of my dissertation was about basically it was about the experience of therapists working with trauma clients right um and how that impacts them and that kind of thing it was very very qualitative and it's yeah. lots of interviews and and stuff and I came up with like a theory of change kind of thing yeah. out of that thing and I wanted to I was really passionate about that piece of work and right. so I think I was like oh what, what else can I do with it right. and then I saw this graduate certificate course and I thought oh that's easy like that's you don't need much and <laughs> easy I've got no more money left I've but I'm just gonna do no more money, but let me do this uh I, I don't think it wasn't very in comparison to guess what I paid it yeah, wasn't that yeah, expensive yeah. which is why yeah. and I thought oh let me do this because I think that will tell me if I need to carry on and I even and I, and I considered doing a PhD that was it because I right. So then afterwards, I was like talking to some supervisors yeah. and I was having conversations about potentially doing it and working up something. And I remember the thing that made me go, actually, I think I'm done with this now, is I ha- I've totally, I haven't thought about this in years. I was talking to a supervisor, some professor at Birkbeck, and he, I met up with him and his teaching assistant who was also I guess an assistant professor or something about the topic of my thing and I wanted to carry on my dissertation basically Mm -hmm. and connect the thesis and I wanted it to be about yeah and I just wanted to look at just therapists in general working with trauma clients and what is the real impact because there wasn't that much actual research on it (laughs) at that time and that was my pitch and and like that was the summary and da, 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 and the and I remember he said to me that he was a white guy and I think his assistant was a uh East Asian um man mm-hmm. and he said oh and the professor was like you know <laughs> he's like you know I like this idea but he's like you know but what about the experience of black therapists it's like don't you want to look into that don't you want to know and I remember at the time I kind of looked at him like and for a second, I remember thinking, it was the first time that I had been faced with something like that, so mm. just in front of my face, like, uh, just my race was brought up out of nowhere, even right. though I had brought up like that. Like, I, 
And I thought, is there something I put in my brief that indicates that, that I've missed? Like, for a second, I thought, wait, what did I write? Like, confused. And I was looking, and I remember looking looking up at him because he was standing, he was talking very emphatically about how this was a great idea. And I was like, I mean, he's, you know, like, there's something in there about, like, the impact of the cultural impact. And maybe is there something about them getting into the profession because of their religious ideals? Just wild stereotype thing, just mm-hmm. going left and right. And at the time, I was what, like 20, uh, 25, 26, 27, something. And I was like, you know, I'm going to have a think about that and come back to you. <laughs> and I remember leaving the meeting, I just left, just left the meeting. And I went and sat at this coffee shop and I was like, nah, this is long, man. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm just not, I'm not passionate enough about this. And also, like, ah, uh, to deal with all of that. Yeah. Because from no. your supervisor as well and what ends yeah. up happening is because they're your oh. supervisor you feel like you need to do what they say to a certain extent exactly. it might be unfair. of course yeah yeah and also my getting grant funding would depend on him exactly so I was like this seems yeah I mean, it was just the thing that was like a weird just like a very small but large I guess yeah. turning point where I thought yeah, yeah. no <laughs> I don't have the energy I think I'm not passionate enough about this so I'm gonna just leave it alone I mean <laughs> <laughs> the passion yeah but that only carries you like so far it's yeah it's not to begin with it though no <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I think it's more about it again I don't want to therapize the therapy but <laughs> no. it sounds like you knew you just knew like do you know what this isn't for me and it wasn't necessarily because you don't think you were passionate but you were just like this dynamic yeah yeah exactly and I was obviously tired and I was like I need to take a proper break like I need to actually stop and take stock and that's how and so then so even though I've done that psychosocial course I really enjoyed it but I also realized like ah, oh, this is I'm done. I'm done I'm kind of done studying yeah. uh I'm, I'm over it now uh yeah and then I just started writing more and yeah. I was writing a blog and uh my website and just writing about everyday things and right. and it was actually just a good way to find my voice yeah. as a writer you know um and it was the first time I was just putting stuff out there and like and at the time I was still on Facebook not anymore ah, and, Facebook. Uh, Facebook uh and so I was posting the blogs so people were like oh I like this or oh, da, 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 like engaging conversation I thought oh okay I'm writing stuff that people maybe enjoy kind of even if there are people I know that's okay um but it kind of yeah I kept it up and it was definitely like a saving grace for me in figuring out what I was doing and I was still working like the charity sector and it was uh yeah swings and roundabouts with that it sounds incredible honestly I could talk to you about this for like this. <laughs> sorry yeah we didn't have time <laughs> but I do feel like yeah because we didn't get a tra- like I haven't spoken to you during any of this time so it's yeah. like, in a way this podcast is a bit selfish because I'm like I just need to catch up with mommy and now it's like catching up on the podcast but I um, found the podcast mantra sorry basically um but so you said you just started writing bad love and it turned into bad love and then it just yes. became an organic some kind of book um so when did you finish writing it and then when you finished it did it then get to the point where you're like right should I get this published or did some how did that happen uh it, so I I uh, basically I wrote it first I wrote it in notebooks uh and it was that's when it was just flowing and it was what, like very random, handwritten. actually handwritten notebooks that I had just like bought on the holiday I I just started writing and I thought oh this is going somewhere <laughs> and then yeah. I filled these three notebooks mm-hmm. and I was like I feel like I've got something like a book I had something 
like that mm-hmm. felt like a book. Mm-hmm. And then a friend of mine got me a typewriter. A typewriter? Uh, Didn't, sorry, did you have a, a PC? Didn't I you? had one, but I have this romantic idea about a writer <laughs> and we had talked about it. And then one Christmas like surprised me with this typewriter. I was That's like, really what? Sweet. You got me a typewriter? And I thought, oh, I better use it. Uh, and I thought, I might get bored of this. Like, let's see. And I started writing up the typewriter and I loved it. Oh, I don't recommend this. Like, it's long. No, because when you make a mistake... So I don't know how old your typewriter was, but the typewriter that I have in my household that I've actually stolen, (laughs) um, you had to, like, get Tipex. Yes. When you made a mistake and go back, wait till Jay and go back. Exactly. It wasn't... It's not an electric typewriter. It's an old school one. Exactly. And so... But I found that writing up on the typewriter, I was, like, editing as I was going along because... There's less because there's less room to delete, so I was more purposeful with my words somehow. I don't know why it worked, but it, it kind of helped me edit the first draft of my book somehow. Amazing. It's very random. I mean, again, I, I'm not, I haven't done that again, but <laughs> it, um, but it was very. There was something about it that just worked um, with this with bad love, and then after I did that, I then wrote it off on the laptop, and that was like another editing process. I know, I have time, I had nothing but time, apparently. No one was waiting for it, also, you know, I wasn't on a deadline, so it was just like, la la la. Um, And so I think, so to be honest, like start to finish, starting the book to actually having it published is about four years. Okay, Um, that makes sense, because again, it wasn't full time, you had another job, you hand wrote it in notebooks, (laughs) then you wrote it in typewriter. Yeah. That would have taken a year. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, yeah. And then many, many drafts later uh, on the laptop, uh, it was it became uh, the book that it is. Yeah, today. And I guess because, yeah, no one was waiting for it. I was editing it, editing it. I submitted it to a few agents because that's right. usually where it goes. Yeah. Uh, on, you know, um, ideal, in an ideal world, you get an agent first before you get a publisher because yeah. the agent can negotiate the contract for you. Right. However, I did not have that. And yeah. Submitted to some agents, I got some feedback, like, oh, we like your writing, but it's not for us, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I found an open submission for my current publisher, Jacaranda. Yeah, yeah. And that's basically how that happened. I submitted to them while I was submitted to this other, like, handful of agents that I had kind of done a lot of research on. Yeah. And then I forgot about it. And then a year later, a I got A year? Told, a year. I got told that they wanted to publish it. Publishing is very slow. Uh, <laughs> I forgot. And you could I actually, have written another two books by then. Oh, absolutely. Before that point, I had, in fact, that I submitted them a draft of the manuscript that was finished at the time. Mm-hmm. And then within that year, I updated the manuscript. Right. And so when they came back to me and said, we want to publish it, I was like, that's great. However, I've updated the manuscript on the new version because I don't think we should publish the old version. Right. They were like, sure. And it turns out, I think I had done most of the edits that they would have given I was going to say, like, it sounds yeah, like you've done their work for great. them. Because I'm, I love, so I'm very big fan of self-editing. Like, and I, right. I think it, yeah, I, it's much, 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 much practice to get to the point to where it feels like it helps. Oh, okay, to... I know where, I know where, what bit I get to where I'm done. Yeah. Um, yeah. After much, after much practice. <laughs> um, but I'm a big fan of that. So I, so yeah, so that helped me. That all helped me along mm. um, to get to the point where then, yeah, they then published the book a year after that. <laughs> So yeah. this whole process has been like six years. Uh, From the script, the notebook to the book. No, 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 four years, four years. Four notebook years. to the book, four years. So oh, okay. the book, I think I'm probably writing it for so maybe like two years. Right. Submitted it, 
then a year later right. we got the thing and then a year later after that it was something yeah so four years all, wow. all in <laughs> and most yeah. of that time you were you had another job absolutely yes completely <laughs> Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> honestly it's so amazing honestly when i saw that you'd written a book i was like what, what a <laughs> but i wasn't surprised because i was like she writes she's been writing for years and then i read it and i think i told you at the time like yeah <laughs> it was a lot because it's and, and i mean that in a way that is complimentary because it was yeah. so realistic to me <laughs> it was so familiar the characters i don't yeah. know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> that D character, all I'm going to say is. Well, we all knew a D. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. Uh, there's a lot of triggering. And, and at one point, because the book, I next to my bed, and I had to stop for a little while <laughs> because I was like, this is getting too much for me. <laughs> okay. And then the main character was starting to jar me a bit as well. Yeah. was the end. I'm like, why is she irritating me so much? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it was, I was so invested. Uh, <laughs> and oh, then God. my other friend, I gave it to her. Mm. And like it took me a f- about six months, six weeks, to, two mm. months to read, and I could have read mm. it much quicker. But I was, I had to have a couple of breaks. <laughs> yeah. My friend literally read it in like a weekend. Oh my like, god! I'm joking, I was like, "Have you read it already?" And she's like, "Yeah, I finished it." And like she was way into it. <laughs> so into it. And I appreciate she, that. She found it really familiar. I, I bought it for my birthday. That's what. Yeah, oh. I bought it for my birthday. <laughs> but like. I just feel like it's such a universal story, mm. especially of our time. I don't know. Mm. I mean, it, I don't think it's just necessarily of our time, but it's very poignant to, I hate the term, <laughs> I hate the term millennial. But it is it, true. But yeah. it is a very <laughs> millennial love story. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just so familiar. And yeah, mm. even thinking, remembering it, it's been about a year since I it. Yeah. I appreciate that. I do. I, I, I also love hearing what people are like, oh, the main characters are really crazy. Like, yeah, I'm glad, because you're not supposed to like her, you know. Uh, oh, okay, I don't feel bad now. No, like, not why at is all. She so in- I liked her at the beginning, and by the end, I was just like... She, she makes some interesting choices, right? Yeah, and I do, I think what it is, and I think now talking to you about it, because mm. of your therapist background, it's mm. like having a client. <laughs> That's probably why I was frustrated. I'm like, why yeah, she why is she doing that? But that's I I I think that's my I like that because I'm like it's a compliment to me because if it made you feel anything even if it's you hated her great felt a lot. that's that's a, a compliment to me as a, <laughs> as a writer <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> and it's and I've got to say it's not many books like there's some books that I read and I just can't like I have no emotional mm. connection I'm just reading mm. the same page over and over there's a certain type of author and a certain type of book that I can. I read the first page and I'm hooked. And another mm. author similar to you is I am Ch- Chimamanda. Oh, yeah. I can read anything that she writes. Yeah. I, mean... I know it doesn't matter what she writes. I know I'll be able to read it. Yeah. And your story was also very captivating. So mm. it wasn't hard for me to get into at all. And I really appreciate that. Because sometimes when I read them books that I can't read, I'm like, mm. maybe I can't read anymore. <laughs> maybe maybe like my uh, my brain is broken and I'm never going to find the it. End. Like, no. <laughs> I get really stressed about it. It's actually a problem. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad that I could provide that, <laughs> that service. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It's a great read. And so... Do you have any kind of like not regrets, but more <laughs> if you could do it all again, would you yeah. change anything? Hmm. Uh I think I used to think 
mm-hmm. like especially when I was especially probably when I just finished the university mm-hmm. I I used to wish I had done like English English literature yeah, yeah. you know I'd be like oh I wish I'd just done it and just gone with it done creative writing whatever yeah uh now I do not I don't feel that way <laughs> at all uh not at all um because one I've I've know a lot of people who have that who did English and they feel like it didn't really do much for them <laughs> except obviously you get to read books and that's what you <laughs> like I nearly great. did it as well and like, then I'm glad I mean, didn't and they, they but they, has it propelled them further necessarily no because like most things social capital is a big part mm. of how we especially in our society how we get work find yeah. contacts like if you're you could do amazing at school but you don't know anybody mm. like you do amazing at uni and you don't know anyone mm. that can help you or make you don't make any contacts like yeah I think it's and I when I say contacts I don't mean that in a cold way like all oh, network with people just because mm. I just mean you know connections with people like I think I realized how valuable that is especially yeah. me as a new writer in yeah. that there are so many people who have helped me mm. have given me a platform because I'm new on because they like my work and they have a platform to do that yeah um, and I think yeah so I just think regardless of the degree you do like mm. that's also <laughs> quite a big quite a key part um, yeah. but I don't regret that at all and if anything actually I'm really I gen I my psychotherapy background and psychology mm. background has given me um has definitely helped me become the writer I am today where I mm. can, I and I read books like this like that where I I, I love getting into like the emotional yeah. depths of the character and like yeah. just twists and turns and all of that's like my favorite kind of stuff but it doesn't work out brilliant give it to me <laughs> like I, it's a bit twisted but I love it I love uh, just how people interact and impact each other and yeah all of that stuff so it's made it definitely has made me a better writer I think mm. so I yeah no regrets it sounds really interesting it does seem to me and I don't know all writers so I can't mm. say that I know more writers mm. but it sounds to me like a lot of the writers I read don't mm. t- didn't tend to have done like English or creative writing yeah. they just started writing I mean obviously the most famous one is good old jk rowling <laughs> uh, you yeah. know writing it in a coffee shop when she was living in a county yes house. all of that and like, <laughs> yeah i just think the writers that i really enjoy don't mm. tend to have been like professionally trained whatever that means i mean it's it's funny because i don't there are lots of writers i like now who are like who've clearly done like an mfa in creative writing mm-hmm. but not here like yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah like in the US or in other countries or some mix and match where it seems like there's been they've done a lot more they've done more yeah. in the midst of that um who I really like I but I don't know a lot of people who have a similar journey career journey no. to me um so it's I do find it interesting um yeah and I don't know I, I feel like it's each to their own like some people yeah. got so much out of it and some people didn't get much so I think it's the same to be said about psychology <laughs> exactly. so yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um I just think it's such an interesting story and I love how you kept doing the writing in amongst Ooh. all of everything so you were training to be a psychotherapist <laughs> I don't know how you had time to write any blog I don't know <laughs> I think it allows you though to like be able to like organize your time really effectively it does yeah 
because I found the same thing I've been doing a lot in the last three years I'm mm. like why am I doing this like how <laughs> what so I've got you get very good at for free. yeah got, you just get really good at, and I think a lot of people on my course are really similar like they mm. all had pretty much all of them had either a full-time job or part-time job or they were doing mm. bits and bobs like looking after their families yeah. doing a part-time course doing placement like placements yes you know it's good it's great preparation if you do want to become a writer or, or working mm. in the arts it's great preparation for that because you need a side hustle to your side hustle to your side hustle Jeez. like Jeez. if you know how to do many multiple things at the same time yeah you you will find I think some level of success as a writer it's definitely helped me yeah. be like get out of my brain about what I think what I thought a writer was where yeah. I thought oh you just you write a book and then that's where you, you write books that's it it's like no actually I you write all kinds of things I do book reviews and I do short stories and commissions and projects and this and that but I can do those multiple things because I've because I've I know how to handle doing multiple things and it, and, and then being complimentary rather than like overwhelming me yeah. that's not to say they don't overwhelm sometimes but <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's a handy to handy tr uh, tip handy trick to know yeah and yeah. um the last question mm. it's not really the last question actually but <laughs> it's kind of the last formal question yeah um, you already alluded to when you were thinking about doing a phd and the phd mm. potential supervisor going, oh what about black therapists so <laughs> yeah. like how and this is quite a broad question but through this kind of psychology psychotherapy journey and now through the authoring journey how mm. has race slash your ethnicity slash gender intersectional <laughs> played a role if at all in your career goodness uh oh. you know in different ways yeah. um at different points right i think and i think when age. i was and age yeah i yeah. think when i was training it was age because yeah. like i said most people were much older than me so yeah. i got a lot of the questions i got were like why are you doing this now <laughs> you're very really? young oh yeah all the time they were like are you clients or no 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 from other like trainees mm -hmm. who were much older they were like oh why have you chosen to like, they were very much like you should be living your life and then mm -hmm. come back to this later i think was their mentality you know yeah. they didn't understand and probably they obviously thinking about themselves as a young person being like this isn't what I want to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and I think I got a lot of that, like, questioning from them, not not actually clients at all, mm. no. Um, but in terms of race, I mean, yeah, apart from that example I <laughs> gave you, uh, most of it has been, I would say not really, not really in my writing to begin with, like, mm -hmm. I was writing a lot about race in a kind of inverted way. I was yeah. kind of having my, you know, come to consciousness moment when I started my blog. Yeah. You know, you suddenly like, oh God, you know what microaggressions are and you realise you've had them all your life. And you yeah, yeah, <laughs> all yeah. of that stuff. So that I was writing a lot about that right. uh, without realising I was writing about it yeah. so consciously. Um, but most of my experiences with like coming up against a race had been in the office nine to five environment. Okay. Less about my writing okay. uh, at all because I... I was writing whatever I wanted to write because again, mm. no, one, no one was waiting for it. Yeah. Um, and it, but it, so in the negative was the all the microaggressions in working in an office and yeah. just ugh, you know uh, these subtle this and that and the other that you don't realise until much much later. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh my gosh, yeah. You know, you're like, wait, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, just those things. Like it wasn't all terrible experiences, but just you know, 
chipping away small things away small small frequent exactly um but that was all in the office space uh and i was also working in the very white spaces because i was in the charity sector in the uk um (laughs) so that's separate uh but actually in terms of my writing it hasn't been a I haven't come up against some of the things that I've heard other people come up against. And I think a lot of people who are especially really established, right, Mm -hmm. black writers, I'll say Mm -hmm. specifically, Mm -hmm. established black and brown, actually, uh, writers, come up against, because the the more famous you get, somehow the more uh, confrontational uh, these kind of secret you know, well, these massive, these the bigger these microaggressions become right, yeah, in the yeah. publishing industry, you know, and I, I only heard stories on the periphery of like, people who are like, oh, I've got, you know, they've got like three books out and they've done really well, but they're still being asked questions of like, oh, these characters, they're a bit too affluent for black people. Can you make them live in a hut? Like that kind of, yeah, honestly, like that's not even the worst of it, but <laughs> that's, you know, you get the, I think you get, you start to see the worst of it, the, more popular you become as a black yeah. and brown person, which I'm yeah. sure obviously doesn't work the same for a white person, but here we are. Yeah, so yeah. I've only heard that on the peripheries, but that hasn't happened to me. And actually what's happened, what's been, what's happened in this time that we currently yeah. are in is that all the, like I said, I've been helped by a lot of people. Yeah. They've given me a platform, like they've seen my writing and like, I really like it here. You can publish it here or here, mm. you know, let me help you do this. Um, have all the people that have helped me like yeah. giving me that leg up most of them have been uh, brown people <laughs> um to be honest black and brown yeah, people yeah. and have really given me like and they make a point of trying to mentor more Brilliant. uh black and brown voices and bring more of these voices into publishing because obviously it's overwhelmingly white yeah. and the books that are being put out the author you know it's i don't know it's something stupid like four percent of it yeah yeah you know it's ridiculous so for me, my race has been a, instead of it being like, a, oh, I'm going to try and avoid talking about race, yeah. but, you know, instead of it being a barrier, I've been like, okay, where can I find other voices yeah. of people that I like or that look like me? Yeah. Um, and having the opportunity to actually find those people. Yeah. So I feel quite fortunate to be around right now where yeah. I have that opportunity, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, so it's kind of been... I still get to call the shots. I still get to mm. say, if I don't want to talk about, if some, if I'm pitching an article and they're like, actually, could you make it, <laughs> could you talk about Black Lives Matter? And I'm like, I'd no. pitch an article about romance. Uh, <laughs> I still have, I'm, I'm in a comfortable position where I can say no. Brilliant. And I'm surrounded by enough really great people to tell me to say no. <laughs> also. Cool. Yeah. It, ju- it just does seem like, Obviously, I've been reading since like everyone's been reading since they were a child because you had to read when you were yeah. in school. Um, but I've all I've noticed over elite uh, the last eight years specifically eight oh. yeah more eight years than ten years that there's so much more choice. Like a lot of the books I had to specifically seek it out, and I think I was even doing yeah. it subconsciously. But growing up, there were no there wasn't any books that I read by yeah. black authors but now I'm kind of a little bit sport for choice and I <laughs> yeah. love it like, yeah it's so great like I love reading and I also like reading stories that are familiar to me mm. um as well like it doesn't have to be a black character yeah a character yeah. of any any minor uh, racially minoritized group I'm like I'll read that just yes because it's yeah a bit, it's a bit more interesting <laughs> interest, but I just fancy a bit of that at the moment yeah that's what I want to read so it's been really liberating seeing 
different stories and that I just remembered actually whilst we were talking about um Queenie by Candice yes yeah what's her surname Carty Williams Carty Williams and I think I read that just before Mm. six months to a year before I read your book and I was reading and I was like again from a therapeutic perspective (laughs) yeah very much so (laughs) and then there was a specific scene or a specific section of the book where she goes to see a therapist and then like yes she gets sick or something and then she just like she just falls asleep and wakes up and and I'm like hang on what kind of this would never happen and I was doing my training and I was whinging about it oh my gosh I was like oh my gosh this would never happen in real life that's so unethical like this therapist is such a fake therapist like oh my god but it was so annoying to me because I was reading and I was like first of all she needs to see a therapist and then when she went to see a therapist yeah then I was just like well that wouldn't happen in real life yeah it was it was disappointing the outcome yeah (laughs) okay like I get it because it's a book yeah. and it's a fiction and it's a story but yeah mm. like so things like that stories like that are really helpful because mm. it shows how dynamic we can be like yeah let us, let us do stuff and we'll be exactly good. Like, it's exactly not a big deal. exactly we it's want to not write a story a, not a big deal racialized they're just characters and the characters might rep but they're still universal like your book is extremely universal mm. um Queenie is extremely universal. I would mm. not give that to anybody and just say read it because you'll get something out of it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think that it's of this time, mm. your book is perfect. I mean, it would have mm. been perfect anyway, but it's now being seen and pitched as that it's just a book, just read it. Yes, they're mm. black authors, but it's still just a book. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, to it. And I like, I, I love that. Like, as I, it wasn't ever it wasn't ever like a, oh I'm gonna shy away from the race stuff or anything. I, I purposefully made her a black woman. I wanted yeah. her to be and basically because I yeah, I hadn't seen a lot of that at all when I was uh growing up reading and exactly saying I'm a bookworm and it's just it was it was few and far between. Yeah. And so I I, I like the idea of uh well if I can put <laughs> these characters into a book then oh, I can do that. I can, I'm good at it. Um yeah, but I like that it, it's just about, you know, it's about relationships and it's about exactly. who she is as a person exactly. beyond all the oppressive stuff that we already know about. So. And it was also <laughs> good that she had, like, you learnt about her family dynamics. Mm. Like, her relationship with her grandparents was... Okay, I'm talking about Queenie again. <laughs> but her relationship... Queenie's relationship with her grandparents really good. But your yeah. book... Um, in terms of a relationship with her parents yeah. and how their relationship changed as she yeah. got older and she was trying to be like, where, where do I fit in this? Like, what's yes. happening? Yeah. Like, and she had to be, she was used to being the centre of the universe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I liked it because both of them, like, just started their own new lives and she was like, hang on, what, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, which isn't out of the way. <laughs> You get older and you know you, you see your parents in a different way yeah because they're Whether human they beings because they're they're not, human beings. yeah they're not just your parents they're all yeah trying. they have a life they have lives exactly yeah so, so interesting so, so yeah. thank you so much for writing it but no before worries. we go yeah um i wanted to ask what uh, the new things are working on <laughs> I, need, I need to um i'm i'm working on uh something if you could um, say, yeah, obviously I don't want to, no NDAs, no... I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I won't tell you what it is, so I'll, I'll, I am working on something. But I did just have, there's this anthology that just came yeah. out 
called Not Quite Right For Us. Uh-huh. And it's like 40 writers in it. Wow. Um, I'm one of them. Um, there's quite a lot of like well-known writers in there okay. <laughs> that aren't me. Uh, uh, and it's about, it's basically uh, this organization, Speaking Volumes, they're like a literature organization. Uh-huh. And they do lots of, they for the last 10 years, they've done lots of like putting underrepresented writers right. uh, on like a big main stage kind of thing and they do all kinds of things and it's a collaboration of all of the work of the writers that they worked with I've worked, worked with them before and um, it's got all these stories with the prompts was literally just not quite right for us so it was kind of all these stories about that and it's different aspects uh, um, I highly recommend I know I'm in it but I highly recommend I'm gonna- it no, because I'm going to buy it now, because I saw should, it, and I was you like... Should, you see it, you, you got it, it's, it's got some really good, and it's good, it's short stories, essays, yeah. stuff. you can pick it up and put it down, like, it's not like a, you know, have to sit down and follow a narrative necessarily, yeah. but it's a, it's got some really brilliant stories in it, like, I just finished it, and I was like, this is great, I just, <laughs> forget me, I just, <laughs> like, there's some epic... Uh, yeah it's one of the best anthologies I've read I love an anthology same because I get I actually have got a short sentences fan so Mm. I do love a short story because if it's a bit dead you're like I don't have that many pages left it's okay exactly Exactly. it's perfect for that honestly so I I highly recommend it um I'll definitely look it I'll look it up and I'll put the link in the mm. it's Amazon I mean obviously other it's on Amazon and all that is I, I I suggest um the direct link Yes, or yes, uk.bookshop.org. Okay. Because if you buy from there, you get it from your local bookshop and they get a percentage of the cost. Oh, I never knew about this. Okay, and you get it faster also because it's literally from wherever your local is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm trying to get better. I really am. <laughs> there are lots of places. Like there's there's a lot of things to try to keep up with. Um, but that would yeah. be my way. I just don't want it like I'm not anti-Amazon I do you know it's great you get what you need but like, like with books I'm just like oh should I <laughs> I feel a bit smug because I bought Yajasi's new book <sighs> from uh, a black bookshop ah <laughs> I was like I could get it from Amazon a lot cheaper <laughs> no we're not gonna do no. that we're gonna give you a bit more money yes and, um, I have stopped buying books from Amazon just out of protest. I'll be honest, there. Uh, okay. I don't buy them from there anymore. But you know, it does, it's a quick and quick and easy. I've got Kindle as well, so it gonna, gets, it gets yeah, that's different. Yeah. But I, I would say, if you're gonna buy a physical book, yeah, do look for your local. <laughs> I'll try, and I'll put down your publisher yeah. as well for bad luck. Yes, it's yeah, directly. That's that. where I got mine. Is too. Mm. I didn't get it from Amazon. Great. <laughs> that, yeah. Not not that that's a plug or anything. But I'm trying to make myself sound great. But, um, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, thank no, you so much. Like it's been fascinating. Like it's, like I said, I can speak for like a week. <laughs> yeah, we need to catch up. <laughs> Think, things, things are open now, so we can things are open. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. No. Thank you for having me. It's been well, great.